Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the WFNY Cavs cast. I'm your new possible permanent uh, host, Joe Gerbsgerberry, alongside your familiar face and voice, Seth Wanamaker. Uh, you guys will hear this on Friday the 16th, unless you're here with us on Facebook. This is uh, one of my first times going live with you guys. Uh, uh, when we did the quartercast, we usually just record in secret and then publish it the next day. Because uh, if you are if you are watching, you can see my uh, my office here is multi-purpose. It is my wife's uh, wife's home office, craft room, kid room, so a whole bunch of stuff here. Seth, this is our first time actually being on a pod together. Literally, have uh, I think I've only talked to you this is now I think the second time, so it's a pleasure. But uh, you had put up the bat signal and wanted some help, so I came running to give you uh, some assistance with the uh, Cavs cast. So how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, and I appreciate you jumping in. I severely underestimated how difficult it is to get a different, uh, whatever you want to call it, second chair, second host every single week, and. Uh, it absolutely snowballed on me. So uh, thank you for saving me one, no, and I'm doing very fun. well. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I will I will say it is it is much harder to do. I have not done. You've done something I haven't done, which is a solo podcast. Um, I do not think I would be able to do that myself. But uh, when we do when we have done the corner cast, uh, I will say it is it is very different to have a two person podcast and then have a three person podcast. Three is like super easy. Cause it can move and everybody like the two guys come in and out and whatever like that to uh, a two person. I end up, be, I'm always, I'm almost always the host and uh, it always ends up like, yeah. And so what do you think? Here's this thing that I brought up and what do you think? And so I, I, I like the conversational of it. So we'll, We'll see how we do. This will, this will be nice. It'll be a nice little test run for us here. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll be a nice little, little Thursday night test run. And yeah, and again, um, yeah, thank you for jumping in, man. It's a heck of a time for you to jump in. Maybe their best game of the season last night. I would argue that was a, that was a pretty big win against Dallas. Uh, it like I, uh, Joe Gilbert tossed it up in her game thread. Like, let's hope the the home Cavs uh, come out in Dallas, and that was what uh, what seemed to happen. So. Um, was uh, definitely excited to see a, a big win, uh, a, a a nice Donovan game. Uh, that even though the down the stretch maybe not so much, but uh, he, he had his one of his uh, one of his big games. I the only other game I've watched obviously Cavs games as they come along. Uh, the one game I went to early on in the year was the Kevin Love game where he went nuts, and so and Donovan was also big in that one too. And so it was it's nice to see that he has those and he just he really adds a completely different level to this team that, you know, we haven't had in a very long time. So. Can actually just real quick on that piece. Cause everyone I've talked to so far this season, I've actually asked that question to about Donovan. Cause he's just an absolute difference maker. Right. If I can throw something to you, Gerbs. Sure. 
What was your reaction to the Donovan Mitchell trade as soon as it happened? Once you saw, you know, the tweet or, or what have you, once you saw the package they gave up, the three first rounders, two pick swaps, Laurie, Colin Sexton, Ochai Baji, what was your like your initial reaction to that trade? I le- I legitimately thought that we had fleeced them, which felt like such a weird thing. I mean, and Laurie has gone on to be really great for Utah as well as um it's Colin, but I mean, Colin only played eight games last year. Adabaji was a draft pick, so we have no idea what he would have added. But to take a team that made the play in and pulled just one player from it who was decent, but was almost a bit of a mismatch with the, you know, a seven foot sh- shooting forward or uh, small forward with. Uh, Jarrett and and Mobley as the bigs, he seemed miscast in that role, and to him for him to be the only meaningful piece going out that was on the team last year, it was such a big move. I I, I legit was like, they're contenders now. This is it. The, they are. I mean, I immediately went to like, I think they're like second or third in the in the East. Like, and and. They definitely can be. They've played that way, you know. They they obviously have some had some some crap fests up there, but you know they're they definitely have looked like they could be hosting a playoff game. I had to ask you because it's pretty unique that not only the the Cavaliers but just any Cleveland team makes that type of trade for a number one caliber player on another team. It's just, I, you look back and obviously, you know, Kevin love is, is huge, but all the, all the great Cavalier moments, Kyrie, LeBron, even Zodrunas, Mark price, et cetera. All those guys were, were homeborn, you know, homegrown drafted guys, like right. tra- trading for a guy of that caliber and a number one on a team. It just, yeah, it's just something I think is, it's fun to revisit. Cause man, that stuff does not happen very often. For sure. Yeah. It, and, and even, you saying that made me think. I I guess I hadn't realized how much they are a homegrown team. You know, like Kyrie was drafted here, LeBron obviously was drafted here, and even like the guys that they brought in during like the run of that love really feels like a homegrown guy now. You know, you almost don't remember any of the Minnesota years that he had, where he was, uh, you know, that rebound monster, but. um yeah, that's just it. That does feel interesting. Garrett, and obviously, Darius Jarrett would be the only other one that's really had any kind of moments. But um, even he like feels a little. He he was good in Brooklyn, but he feels like he's taken up to another level in Cleveland. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's kind of two x one and a half, two x what he ever was in in Brooklyn, where somehow he didn't start over. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, which is still puzzled me, but we're not here to talk about the Brooklyn no. Nets rotation, so that's okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, totally fine with being uh, with whatever de- decision they made on getting rid of Jared Allen, and you know they wanted to get James Harden, which I can't fault them for, but they definitely did not need to flip out Jared Allen on that trade. But <laughs> all right, so let's get to. Uh, I want to mention our uh, one of our sponsors that we have, one of our partners that we have with uh, WFNY. Uh, underdog fantasy a uh, great website for you guys um obviously football season is starting to wind down nba season is starting to kick up uh still in fantasy mode but uh, this is a dfs option 
for those of you guys that have DS- DFS um, fatigue of trying to do the salary cap game, Underdog does a really great option where they do drafts. Um, every night there's a new draft. Uh, NBA, they usually do super flex, so it's like S-flex is what it says. Um, first-time depositors that use the code WFNY um, can have their uh, deposit matched up to $100. Uh, and I will also put, there's a link that you could do too if you don't want to do the code on the uh, deposit. I'll put it in the in the uh, notes when we go and um, post that to the site and on the uh, notes on the podcast, wherever, wherever you guys are finding it, Apple or Spotify. But uh, if you click on that link or use code WFNY at checkout, uh, first-time depositors on Underdog Fantasy uh, can have their deposits matched up to $100. So make sure you get in on those. Uh, I I have made quite a bit of money off of Underdog, I'm not going to lie, and it's nice to uh, to have. I was able to uh, buy myself a pair of AirPods, which I'm not using because I have a desktop. So, But, uh, yeah, it's nice. I got, my, I got my cans. I got my podcast microphone, so... For anyone not watching, your microphone is sweet, by the way. I'm severely It's nice. Jealous. This was my anniversary present this year. So I started podcasting. My wife was like, you need a new mic. And I'm like, perfect. So, yeah, nice and nice and changes. So, all right. Uh, so the, uh, the last two games that we had but that we haven't that you haven't talked about. Obviously, I'm new. Uh, the Spurs game and the Mavs game. We talked about the Mavs game being a big win. Um, the first game was a hard luck loss, one point loss. Um, what do you uh, think happened with this Spurs game? The one thing that I noticed, and again, I'm not, I, I come from a baseball background and, and a lot of football too. The NBA game is starting to get to me a little bit more. I'm, running, I'm watching more of it. Um, it was very weird that uh, Stevens started played 20 some minutes and didn't even attempt a free throw. Um, what, uh, what was the Achilles heel against the Spurs team that is actually tanking and shouldn't be trying to win, but Cavs are out there, you know, giving them a win at home uh, on the road. So on the road for Cleveland, what, what happened here with the Spurs game? Yeah. Uh, lethargic looked like they didn't necessarily want to be there. Got, their doors blown off in the first half outscored 36 22 in the second quarter. And I don't think they really turned it on. I think it was one of those things where they probably went in with some confidence and just said, Hey, we can, you know, we can flip the switch and roll these guys whenever we want to. Uh, they, they did, but they waited all the way till late in the third quarter to do that. Um, they actually outscored the Spurs by 13 in the fourth Darius Garland with a wide open three to basically seal the game with two seconds left misses it donovan mitchell gets the rebound i don't know what donnie was <laughs> was doing at that last shot attempt he, he looked like he, he had a chance to maybe do like a little step back jumper to win it tried to force a pass to karis and it, it just got interrupted and yeah i think the the theme of that game was was just intensity like the spurs just had all the intensity it looked like they really cared wanted to be there wanted to take down one of the top teams in the east and it's a little cliche but i think with how long these nba seasons are it is true. Like these guys are so good effort can win you like a certain number of games per year. And I thought San Antonio just purely paid with effort while the Cavs were like, all right, you know, we, we can, we can flip the switch and man, it, it was too late. Um, they had their chances even, even so, but uh, Josh Richardson, who I think we'll probably talk about later in the show 
uh, had a tremendous game. He was up towards, I think, 24 or 27 points. He got red hot from three. Um, another forward, Keldon Johnson. You know, that Spurs have a couple guys who <laughs> look really good in the Cavalier uniform, but they just didn't miss. Um, and so, you know, some dead eye shooting and, yeah, just that intensity factor really – um, they really kind of stole the show uh, through the first three quarters, and it was it was too much for the Cavs to come back upon. Yeah, we don't hear too much. I mean, we hear a lot of the Cavalanche, you know, that kind of stuff where they they put it on 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 defense, and and the the effort is there at home, especially um, road. Kind of obviously gets a little bit wonky, but um, I saw a tweet today that I think if you go and count road wins versus home losses as like a, a good sign of like early season success. Uh, Cavs are like second, I think in the league and at four. So, um, you know, obviously this would be one that they would have marked off, but it just, it's, it's not happening as much as it has in the past, which is nice. Obviously this is a game that it, it's not the start of the, of the road trip, right? How long have, how long have they been on the road trip? Just a quick two gamer down in Texas, okay. so San Antonio, Dallas. Well, maybe it was a, maybe maybe you could say this was the beginning of you know, like you said, they thought you're going to come in and you know their the Spurs are whining for Wembyana or whatever they're <laughs> labeling the uh, the suck for luck kind of a thing anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, thinking they're going to win, it, it's it's nice. It's almost I will say it's almost nice to kind of have that capability where you're like i i the team is confident in themselves that they're going to win as opposed to you know having like we i don't know idea what's going to happen tonight you know um but yeah it, it's it happens and you know you, you gotta try to work it out and obviously they came back and were very upset about the uh the game the next day and, and took it to dallas pretty last night so um Big win. Uh, I have marked down uh, all the starters were in uh, double digits. Um, everybody, everybody, Steve, like you said, Stevens came back with uh, a little bit of of some oomph to his game, which is nice to see. Um, he's been he's been doing all right with the uh, starters role. Um, obviously, Karras is getting just as much as, if not more, run minutes wise. And he's been proving it lately. He, I think Dallas game was his first. Uh, was he had three straight twenty point game, twenty point plus games, going into Dallas. Um, but uh, you had and you had something about the the benches. What was your uh, you had put us in our in our uh, Discord? What was your uh, stat on the benches here? That was uh, that was very telling about what could actually happen uh, with the. Uh, some other things that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Um, just, just to echo your point about the Dallas game, they, man, they were pissed off. You, you could tell. And I, I don't gamble because it's not legal yet in Ohio. It will be in 15 days. But if I were to gamble, where your VPN did, is, however, where your <laughs> yes. VPN tells you that you are, that, that might be legal. <laughs> I may have told my friends and, and myself with Monopoly money, I may have placed a nice little wager on the Cavs money line plus 110 because 
you just knew they were going to come in pissed off. And I mean, JB laid into the guys. They were disappointed after the game. Donovan Mitchell had some some comments about we just can't do this as a team. We're too good to have these kind of losses. Mm-hmm. So you knew they were going to come out and show the fight that, frankly, the Spurs did uh, the previous uh, previous night. But yeah, the Mavericks game w- was just awesome. The starters carried them per usual. And from a bench perspective, outside of Karras, who, to your point, has been great the past four games, really seeing some of his confidence come back. Uh, the bench scored two points outside of Karis Levert. So you got Ofer from Love. You got two points from Okoro, Ofer everywhere else. And, you know, I know we're probably going to spend a little bit of time there. I, I don't want to just overshadow an incredible win, but just shout out to Donnie, man. 34 points, four assists, three rebounds. And every time he shoots the ball, I just have a confident feeling. It doesn't matter how, like, quote unquote, bad of a shot it is. He just has so much air to him and, and just so much presence. I'm just like, when he's out on the court, I'm just drawn to watching the way he moves because he can get a shot up and make as tough as it gets in the NBA. And then uh, if, if you press up on him, he's getting to that hole. And, and he had a couple dunks last night that were just spectacular. So, um, you know, the the one thing I took away from last night's win over Dallas, which is the first time that I can recall this year, um, this happening is Darius was actually not in in crunch time, Darius Garland. So from about minute, you know, six, minute seven, all the way down to minute two, it was Donovan Mitchell really running the show. And and he had, uh, you know, Karis, uh, Lamar Stevens, Mobley and Allen around him. So, you know, Darius Garland not being in was kind of an eye opener for me. He's obviously struggling right now, but they've never they've never to date you know, said, Hey, we're, we're not going to have him in that key pivotal run kind of throughout the stretch when Donovan got hot again and put the game away. So that was something that really stuck out to me is, you know, Darius is going through it a little bit right now. And I personally like JB saying, Hey, doesn't matter if, if you're our 200 million, you know, dollar point guard, or if you're Lamar Stevens, the hot guy's going to play, we need to win this game. And, and that's the way he's going to run the ship. Yeah. And it speaks to the depth of the team that you're able to pull Darius off for a little bit and, and still keep going with it. Um, you know, uh, I, I listen to the Simmons and Rosillo podcast a lot, uh, especially when they get together, but individually and Simmons always brings up, you know, the, the top eight or nine on, on some of these teams and Cleveland's just as deep as, as Boston, just as deep as Milwaukee. And in those respects, they're not names that you, one of Rosillo's points is oftentimes, we can think of name recognition as being depth or if you were, if you recognize a guy's name, Hey, that's like, Oh, that means this is a good deep team. No one in the league really knows Dean Wade really knows Lamar Stevens name, you know, unless you're actually watching the, these games, SETI, you know, um, or is it Jetty? I always forget. I say SETI. I know it's, it's, I think it's Jetty, isn't it? I, I think the the professional uh, linguistics guys say Jetty. I believe Jetty. I think so too because they've made like the last Jetty and yeah. like promo stuff like that. Anyway, um, those guys aren't really talked about in league circles, but they are there depth wise. And 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 getting back to the point, it does show that they are able to have Darius off um, when the season started. JB was saying that he was they were always going to have one of Donnie or Darius on the court at a time, um, obviously mixing in the big guys. Those would be, you know, running Eric, uh, Allen and 
Mobley together is one of their strengths. But um, it's just, it is, it's nice to know that they have that to where they can allow Darius to get back to it. And it also is great to see Donovan take over a game in that way. And it, and it just goes back to what we said before. We haven't seen that in a Cavs uniform since LeBron. There hasn't been a guy that's able to take over at that position and and handle his business in that way, which is really great. Yeah, last year, if Darius Garland, specifically after the Rick Ru- Ricky Rubio went down with his second ACL tear, if Darius Garland wasn't having a good offensive game, the Cavs were not winning that game last year. Now right. you got Donovan Mitchell who can really carry you. And I mean, Darius has just had a tough go of it this year in terms of injuries. You know, he started with the eye and he was out, you know, quite a, quite a bit of time. Um, he had ice on his shoulder two days ago before the game, you know, during practice, he injured his hand. You know, he, he told Chris Fedor cleveland.com that his hand hurt after the game and he's, he's struggling to score inside the paint this year. So I think this year he is shooting 7% uh, lower on his two points, two pointers, uh, 4% lower on his field goals. Uh, and the month of December has been tough. He's so far, he's 40 of a one eleven and shooting only 36%. Um, so he's, he's having a tough go in December. You know, it's too small of a sample size, but I, I do think there is something to, if you look at when the Cavaliers have played their best this season, you know, it was when they went eight and zero right after Darius went out, and Donovan led the team. I, I think it's obviously this team is only going to go to where they want to get to with those guys maximizing each other. So it's a mute point, but I just think there's still some. I, I say that to to really hit home that there's still some things they need to work out. The most effective this team has looked has really been when Donovan's running the show. He's got the big guys that he's so good at pick and roll, and he's got you know a shooter and a defender out there. So right. all that to say, they they still have some some things they need to gel upon. They really need to maximize each other. They're not quite there yet, I don't think. Yeah. Um, speaking to Darius being banged up, um, you had mentioned he is shooting numbers twenty nine point three percent from three in December, which is like you said, it's small sample size. It's only seven games, but. Um, He's only had one uh, 20 point total um, in December. Um, just, and just for reference, through November, he was 42 from three point. So that's a big drop off for a guy that he, that is actually a. He can he can be an assassin from three. He, that's his game. He's he's not a he, he's not a point scorer or a, or a scorer in the paint, rather not a paint scorer. I wanted to say um, he, he will get to the line and he's, he's only missed one free throw in December, which is great, but um, yeah, he's, he's much more of a, a knockdown guy, uh, which make, which proves the point that there, uh, as you said, Donovan being there running the show, um, Darius often is the guy that's passing it off being a, a, a pass first playmaker that way. Um, but when it is his time, he is able to uh, to stick it. So, and the, he's he's so good at moving without the ball, and he's such a good shooter that you know I have no long term concerns about the fit between the two. Um, they they really just there's a little bit too much for me, a little bit too much stand around and watch for both of them. 
think when when Darius has the ball, Donovan needs to be relocating his body to to find the you know the space behind the three point line and vice versa. Like there's they just don't seem to move enough without the ball right now. And I think that obviously, if you go watch a Warriors game, that that's all that that Steph and Clay and Jordan right. Poole are doing. It just it's such a threat um, that they just they just need to unlock. And I think they'll they'll get there. Yeah, with time, you know, then that's good. How many? You said how many games did uh, has Jerry Smith this year? It, it's it's chemistry, and it'll start coming along. So, yeah. uh, next uh, next topic we were wanting to get to was the bench play. Um, I have listed uh, Kevin can't buy any love, and <laughs> uh, he has been in in his bag lately, where he is just not not getting anything. Um, is this age is this injury is this all of it um i know that i was talking to a a co-worker today um about possibly what the team could be adding trade wise and i know that kevin is the vibe guy is the chemistry guy but his his salary number would only be would the only reason he would be moved is because of his salary. Um, his play is is low enough to where he should be moved, but I don't I don't want him to. Uh, what do you think is going on with Kevin at this point in time? Yeah, you hit it. Kevin's in in hell right now. <laughs> He's in absolute hell. He's regressed every month so far this season. Uh, he had a hell of an October. He was the connector when Darius was out, um, when Donovan wasn't on the floor, Kevin was the guy initiating early October. Since then, it, it's been tough. November, he shot 38% from the field, 35% from three, 21 minutes a game. December so far, 34% from the from the field, 23% from three, only 16 minutes a night. And there, there's some funky stuff, Joe, with the lineup data. Lineup data is always kind of tricky, but some of the lineup data with him in, it's actually not too bad, but if you watch him play, especially, you know, the last three or four weeks, the, the team is just hunting him every time down. It, it's happened the last couple of games. Yeah. Every single action they get into is, is trying to get him in, in the pick and roll. And he just, his only, his only play at that point is to try to take a charge. And a lot of those have been coming up as and ones or, or fouls lately. I, I do think some of the offensive stuff is the thumb for sure. Cause he started off shooting the ball so well, you know, in October, I think the thumb is still healing up, but, and I think we've seen this from all of last season, the playing when he was really played off the court, when he couldn't play against Atlanta, his feet are just aren't enough for him to not get attacked over and over. So I think the shooting uh, is really on account of the thumb. Unfortunately, I think the defense is just, He's never been like a freak athlete. Uh, he's a really great rebounder, shooter, initiator. But I think the feet are just getting really slow, and it's it's tough, man. He he might be getting to the point where he's a matchup dependent player, um, specifically when his shot isn't falling, and that's unfortunately where we've we've been at the past six or seven weeks. Yeah, he was never a big defensive guy. His defense numbers came from his rebounds, and if he's not in the paint you know, knocking bodies and he's, he's not getting those defensive numbers and that he's, he really is a like three point line to three point line guy right now. He's not really getting in there and banging the way that he was when he was younger, but you know, who of us can say that we are still <laughs> getting in and banging it, you know, 
those ages. Um, I was, and it's it's funny we had the, the both kind of th- uh, thing down for uh, for Osman. Um, his minutes have just been really crappy lately. Um, I don't know if he's in some sort of a doghouse with JB. Um, he said he didn't. He actually didn't play at all against the Spurs. Um, I did not check and see how many minutes he had actually played against um, Dallas, but he. What is going on with his minutes? Because he seem he is a guy that can be instant offense when they bring him in, but um, we just haven't seen his shot go down the way that it has. So it seems like they are kind of freezing him out a little bit. It goes to the nature that, as I've as we've said, it's a deep team. They're able to let him rest and let him, you know, uh, go other go other options. But uh, what is Osmond's? Uh, issue at this point in time yeah because if, if you go back just a week ago he was playing he had games of 28 minutes 32 minutes 28 minutes he was getting some some really good run and uh, we've seen jb um bench jetty uh, last year even for a couple weeks and then he came back in so the conspiracy theory in me thinks maybe jetty is is in some kind of trade talks and that's why they, they've sat him the last you know, two games. Um, that's probably not likely because we've, we've got some time till February, I think mid February to the trade deadline. My thought is they probably saw a couple of things on film and just said, Chetty, we're not playing you if, if you, you know, fall asleep on defense again. And it probably happened again <laughs> and he hasn't gotten any run. But I know they're two wildly different players, but just the way that teams have been attacking Kevin Love man I I was screaming in the discord last night you gotta give Chetty Osmond some run because you know when when Kevin's getting attacked you know Osmond's not a good defender either mind you but when Love's getting attacked and he's not making any shots at least Osmond can give you some of that hotness that that volatility on on an upside perspective he can give you some of that that Cavalanche upside where um, they're not getting it around you know especially without Dean Wade I I just find it odd that Osmond isn't playing right now because they're running so short they're running eight man rotations right now um the starter minutes are way up already so I, I just find it a little odd so I'm I'm kind of looking around the rumor mill seeing seeing if if there's any Chetty Osmond uh trade proposals going on nothing yet but keeping the ear to the ground because I, I just think they're running you know a little too short right now for him not to get any run at all yeah just it does feel weird that that's probably this the 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 one guy that uh could probably be used a little bit more um than what we're seeing just because um ice just really isn't doing much you know we mentioned before the bench the, the bench players he was the only other one that scored off the bench last night against Dallas um his offensive game just hasn't been there and so uh, it's as much as we wanted, you know, and, and a lot of Cavs Twitter over the summer really thought that he was going to take a step up and be, you know, the the fifth piece of the starter puzzle. And it really looks like it's that was we were talking about Dean Wade more than we were talking about Isaac, Isaac Okoro at this point in time, which is just a very funny circumstance. We are a Dean Wade stan. I don't know. I, I haven't listened to many Cavs cats, but we we stan our Dean Wade here at WFNY. We do not. Uh, Craig will, will come find me, even though I am in charge. He will come find me if I don't mention that we are the Dean Wade fan club here. So 
we, we refuse to have a small forward that's shorter than six, nine, six, 10. And we, we prefer him to be somewhat slow and be able to shoot. That's how we like our small forwards in Cleveland. Get off us. That's how we're going to do things. Okay. Right. Until we trade for LeBron again. Right. Oh, who knows? Anyway. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The last bench guy, um, and it really, I don't know where he's at with how, if he's started too many games, but if he keeps this up, Karis Levert could be in line for a six man of the year. Um, as we said, three straight 20 point games really seems to have, uh, gotten it going, um, of late. Uh, did not hit tw- not hit twenty for the Dallas game. Only had ten. The starters seem to be doing. It, they seem to be going almost a playoff atmosphere against Dallas, which makes sense. The Dallas is very good team, um, but he's averaging twenty points, averaging forty uh, four assists. Um, Karras always seemed like I, I again I I don't have an NBA background. What I have seen from Karis, he was a this is pretty much him. He cooks when he's on and he doesn't uh he, he's a little bit of a ball stopper, so it's nice to see those assists up. Um is there is this his final form or are we seeing is there another mode for him? coming on to where we can see a little bit more out of, uh, out of Karis. Yeah. I got a little bit of egg on my face, frankly, because last week I was burying Karis. Uh, he, he was stringing together dreadful performances on a time where, you know, a Cavs bench who's in the bottom third in, in scoring bottom third in assists rebounds, you know, the, the bench is really struggling right now. Uh, bottom five, uh, team in terms of bench scoring 28 points per game. 33% from three from the bench as well. So just, just not getting enough. And, and Karis was a lead culprit of that, you know, he, him being the guy that really needs to lead that, that charge for that second unit. And I was, I was pretty down on him. I said, okay, you know, it's time to look at moves. He's on an expiring deal, essentially 16, 17 mil uh, this year. And it's, it's the last year of his deal. And he, put together a, a beautiful stretch four games in a row of, of just awesome basketball. He looked like, he was hitting the turbo button last night, like on the PlayStation controller R2 or L2. I forget which one, but he was hitting the turbo button. I'm and I'm a, I'm a PC guy, (laughs) PC guy, (laughs) but man, he's just looked awesome. And that, that little mid range shot that he has. So he's so good at being kind of herky. He's got a little different players, obviously, but he's got like a little Darius in him where they're both herky jerky. They're not, supreme athletes but they've both got like that wiggle enough to get around a guy and get open and finally Karis's mid-range shots have been falling he you know he, he likes to get into that painted area and get his shot up and one of the things that I don't think he gets enough recognition of I, I was having a hard time finding the stat um, ahead of this but 
you know, he, he's one of the better pick and row duos with Jared Allen. Uh, they obviously have time together with, uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. And I mean, when, when, um, when Jared gets in the, I'm sorry, when Karis gets in the paint, he, he has some really good interior passing to the bigs, specifically Jared Allen. So he, he's really showed that the last couple of games. And, and yeah, to your point earlier on, I, I think it's, it's hot and cold and we're not going to know until we see him that night, but really impressed with him at least bouncing back because things were going in a pretty negative way pretty quick over the past three weeks and to see him bounce back the last week has been awesome yeah it was i was personally ready for the Karis of you know experiment to be done um to the point where he i they had to move him to the bench and start dean wade or lamar stevens you know i mean like it, it that's not not really a great point, you know, uh, of of pride. I'm sure. Not that you know those guys aren't good. Not that they're not starters. They're just not what this team was expecting. So, um, I am impressed with Karis at these last couple of games. Hopefully, this is where he's at now, and he's able to be um, that that cook off the off the bench and, and ready to. Uh, I. I always think of like Jordan Clarkson or, you know, uh, even Sexton, you know, those kind of guys that are just like, Hey, I'm, I'm here for one thing and it's to make buckets. And you know, that's, if that's where he is off the bench, that's great. That's what we, that's what they need. Um, and speaking of things that they need, uh, it is, as we are saying, getting into trade season, um, Christmas is always like right when they start, Getting there, some teams start to, you know, it's getting close to midway through teams starting to see whether they have it or not. Um, there's a couple of guys that are out there. Um, there's some tweets out you had posted in our Discord. Um, Hoopswire is reporting. I, I've seen it other places actually before you said Hoopswire that uh, the Pistons, Alec Burks, and the Magics. Terrence Ross could be among those that are drawing interest for the Cavs. Um, obviously, what we were saying, you know, the team needs a little bit more bench scoring, needs a little bit more help from for these starters. Um, what are those two specifically going to bring the Cavs um, that are, and, and what would the, what is the ask? what does Cleveland have available to trade at this point? Because obviously the cupboards are kind of bare now after the Donovan, Donovan deal. Um, what is available out there for Cleveland to trade? And what is, what are these guys that uh, specifically those two, obviously it could be somebody else. What are those guys looking at uh, coming back? Yeah. Sorry. I just had a connectivity issue. So I went off camera to, to save a little juice here, but yeah, I no, think it's really fine. Yeah, I think Alec Burks and Terrence Ross, both of those guys being veterans who have bounced around the league, um, I think those are the type of guys that Kobe try to upgrade around the core. You know, at this point, it's all about upgrading around the core four of of Garland, Mitchell, Mobley, and Allen. They they need to find – it's no surprise. They need to find some wing players, some guys that can knock down some threes. No matter how good Lamar Stevens or Isaac Okoro play on defense – they still need a guy who can go who can go make a three point shot. So yeah, Burks and, and Ross um, again, you know, around forty percent uh, three point shooters for this year. 
Um, a, a couple other guys I'm looking at, and, and maybe it was a debut of, of sorts, or he was trying to show out for his future team, Josh Richardson, who just lit up the Cavs the other night. He's another guy. Uh, he's 29, 6'10 wingspan. He's on the last year of his deal. So th those kinds of guys where they only have a year left, Josh Richardson, Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, who, who's a, you know on a one-year deal, 12, $12.6 million. Uh, even – you know, from a wing perspective, those are the kind of guys with one year left. I think they're, they're they're really prone to taking a look at one sneaky, um, one sneaky way to upgrade. And I, I doubt the limited assets they have would would go this way. But you know, I, I think Robin Lopez has had a tough go, and the couple games that we saw early on in the season have have quickly vanished from the, the, the other appearances we've seen in mid to late November and early December. Um, he's not a guy that gets a lot of minutes, but, you know, Jared Allen is so important to this team. And, and if he goes out, it really screws up the entire lineup. Evan Mobley then gets forced yeah. to move to the five. He plays out of position. So one, one guy I kind of like, Joe, is, um, you know, again, on a one-year deal, but Nerlens Noel, who is currently playing for the Pistons, he's on a one-year deal, nine mil. If you really want to solidify that backup center and you want to kind of beef up uh, for a playoff run, I think that's another guy. Again, I think their assets go to these wing-type players. They need them. But, you know, if they're somehow able to get two guys, uh, I would love to see backup center be addressed. And I think Nerlens is a guy, again, who maybe a second-round pick and uh, a little bit of cash filler like a Dylan Windler, you know, could make sense. You're trying to save Moondog, get Robin Lopez out of here. I see it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I definitely think the wing is where they're going to be looking to add. Obviously, uh, Ricky Rubio is is as much of a trade deadline add as as anybody else and really honestly could be a, a big help to the team um i don't know where he's at with his rehab i know that i had seen he was on five by five drills um so he's he's going to be back right around the time that the deadline's coming around um could be with the next couple weeks but i think that is i think with rubio there with neto um, I think, and obviously Karras as, as a guy that's coming off the bench, um, your backcourt's taken care of. Um, I'm really interested to see what Rubio is able to do with this team, um, with Donovan, with Darius. Um, do they go with a smalls and bigs, you know, or they have a three guard lineup out there with, uh, Mobley and Allen and just, you know, surround the big men with shooters that way um i think that'd be a really interesting lineup to see um but yeah to your point uh i i i would like the uber signing uh, or trade rather um i would like alec burks or or even terrence ross ross um those are the guys that i've heard of um and, and so it helps that i i know those names um but uh yeah it, it'd be it, it's just interesting to see um, what do you think they have by way of assets? You said uh, Dylan Windler. Um, I know he's been hurt pretty much his whole career. I don't know that he's actually – how many games I, – I think I can probably count on two hands the uh, games he's actually played for Cleveland. Um, but uh, he would uh, – you were saying him as somebody, as somebody who could be headed out in a trade. Who else could be on the chopping block for Cleveland? Yeah, it, it feels kind of gluttonous. The Cavaliers, who are 
first in defensive rating, second in net rating. We're talking about adding, but that's just the reality of the Eastern Conference right now. You look at Milwaukee and you look at Boston. Uh, you know, I don't. The Cavs aren't quite at that level, in my opinion, right now. So they have to add a piece or two if they want to compete this year. Of course, next year, two years is a different story. Three years down the line all the evolution of this team, different story. But for this season, if you want to give yourself a shot, I think they need to add some, some shooting um, in, in terms of assets they you know, they do have a bevy of second round picks. Um, and then they do have some, some tradable contracts. If they want to go really big, obviously we all know uh, the Kevin Love uh, contract is 28 million. So that's a huge contract. If you were to package him, I, I think we're all kind of in the same boat. We'd love to see Kevin retire here, but if they did have a big swing, that's a huge contract. Um, I don't think Karras would be included in a trade, but guys like Jetty Osman, he's like a seven, eight million dollar a year guy. Dylan Windler, again, is like is like a four or five million dollars a year guy. Um, Isaac Okoro, who I, I don't think they'd give him up, but maybe for the right guy, they'd look at it. He's another four or five guy. So they they do have some flexibility if they need to go match some salaries. That's that's the one thing I think that may be a little underrated. They do have quite a quite a few guys who aren't big contributors that, that they could they could send out to bring some cash in the the one tricky thing about um from a picks perspective if the Cavs make the playoffs which we all think they they will right now being a three seed their first round pick this year goes to indiana they really only have their 2024 pick but because of the deal with utah where they traded their 25 27 29 and two pick swaps i don't even think they can trade their 2024 via the stepian rule i think oh, they yeah. have to. i don't think they can yeah, yeah. so it, it's got to be second rounders or three team you know three team type trade so they're a little tight but i think they do have you know I, I will say the one thing that um the one thing in terms of player assets um you know isaac okoro is still only 21 years old so if you're a team like the rockets you're a team like detroit it's not the worst thing in the world to take a flyer on a guy who's physically gifted built plays great defense and the only thing that needs to come around is offense that now that's a big thing but being that he's only 21 maybe that's uh maybe that's something that a, a team kind of in the basement would take a look at yeah i was gonna say or okoro feels like the if there is a big swing for like maybe a, a Bojan Bogdanovich or something like that, that, you know, that, that a bigger name necessitates a bigger ask. And, you know, with Cleveland's going and playing in that market, Okoro could be out. And, you know, as you said, I, Okoro is a guy that I would like to keep and hold on to because I think that he could be, an underrated player along the lines of not necessarily a I'm trying to think of like Milwaukee and, and Boston guys that are homegrown ish, like, you know, like a Grant Williams or Robert, Robert Williams or something like that, that not obviously not the same positions, but like those guys that have worked their way up to be almost, you know, known names in the league, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and guys that those are players that Cleveland needs to hold on to just because they're not really a free agent destination. I think that's going to change with this Donovan Mitchell trade. And you'll see guys that will come here for, you know, pushing in the playoffs and, and pushing for a ring, but um, getting those, those building blocks and making that um, turning those could be's into actuals, you know, is it, something that's going to happen with this team as as we go on in these next couple of years because you don't want to play the lebron game of 
you know, which age veteran is available that's going to come in and, and play for, you know, 20 minutes, but they're, you know, they're just old. <laughs> I don't want to play. Those, I don't want to play those games. It's, it's nice, but it's not, you know. Yeah. And, and Isaac Okoro is the exact, and I'll, I'll throw Dylan Windler in, in there too. Those are the kind of guys that the Cavs need on this team. Guys that are six, five, six, six, um, there's two wildly different players. Dylan Windler, obviously, they need for the three-point shooting. Uh, Isaac Okoro, a guy who they could use maybe off the bench, um, you know, to, to guard the opposing team's best scorer at the time. But you know, they they're not in a position to give away wing players unless they're getting at least one, if not more, back. So I, I totally agree with you. It's unless they're really going for it for a top-end guy. It's like I, I'm not throwing Okoro into a deal as some kind of like you know filler. It's like it, if. Only if only if it's right. their guy they think gives them a, a real chance at competing with a Milwaukee and Boston this year. Cause you know, 21 years old, that that's young, man. He he still has some time to grow. And I, I know it's it's been ugly this year, but again, I'll go back to 21. He's got some time. If if he looks like this at 23, 24, okay. But let's, you know, give the kid a little bit more time. Not not to say he should play. I'm not saying give him 30 minutes a night, but you know, let's let's give him another offseason, right. see how he progresses. I'm not used to basketball ages. I'm used to like, I'm like, Oh, he's 21. Cool. He's been here forever. It feels like where I'm like, George Valera is 21. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) So yeah, it's the, the guardians are a little bit more or a little bit youngish on, on, on age wise. And, and, you know, being a football guy too, you have those, you have to have those three years of college where you're like, all right, they're they're 22, 23 coming in. So they're already like baked in that old, just not used to it. So we'll we'll get there if, if this, you know, but yeah, just just hit me as funny. That was all. Yeah. Yeah. When the Cavs drafted uh, Ochai Baji this year, um, he was older. This Isaac Okoro going into his third NBA season. Ochai Baji was older than Isaac Okoro because we drafted him as a as a young nineteen year old rookie out of Auburn. So yeah, it's just he, he's just so damn young, man. Yeah, you don't. Those are the guys that you don't want to give up. And like I said, it, it. I don't think the team is going to unless they're they're playing in in bigger markets, and uh, we won't know that for at least another couple of weeks. And if that if those are moves that other teams going to make, Pistons could easily blow it up. Cade Cunningham's out the rest of the year. And so it uh, that's their big guy. And um, so, I mean, it, it makes sense for them if they are going to do something along those lines. That, that's something that they could do. So, all right. Well, that's it for me. That's all I had. Do you have anything else for tonight there, bud? Yeah. Can I, one last thing. I know we're going long here, but sure. one last one, maybe a personal one. Have sure. you been to any Cavalier games yet this season? Yes. I went to, like I said, I went to that, uh, the Kevin Love junkyard dog game where he was at the the twenty plus points where he went, it is his skin was the color of the court. I have never seen a man get so red before. He was just so like so fired up and and, and was, was doing so well. Um, I think it was one of the first like I want to say game number two or three that Darius missed. Like there was talk. It was like right in that beginning of like, he could be back. Maybe it's only a game or two and end up being eight. So I have been to one game this year. 
Got it. All right. Last question from me. Favorite feature of the newer, I'm obsessed with uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I think the renovations yeah. they did was awesome. I oh, love the glass. Sure. What's yeah. your favorite? If you had to pick one favorite feature, you know whether it's the ton, you know whether it's the video tunnel, whether it's the court, the glass, uh, you know the glass walls. What, what's your favorite feature of the new arena? I think the video tunnel wall is nice. Um, I am very much a my. ADHD, whatever you want to call it. Craig and I call it undiagnosed. I need to get to my seat and then I will figure out things from there. Um, so I, I don't look at all the stuff. It is really awesome to see the, the 2016 team being the first championship team in, you know, since the sixties. It's nice. It's great to see all the, all the old stuff. Um, I'm also not really the guy that's like, nostalgia uh guy um i do love having the the giant screens and and allowing you to see what's happening on the court even if we're no matter where you are it, it allows there to be not a bad seat in the house and um i do a lot of stuff with our uh church's youth group and so um some of the kids uh, are are wanting to go to a game i'm like yeah man we'll get a loudville tea and just pay 10 bucks and put our backs against the wall and watch on the TV that's there and it'll be great. So we're, we're planning on maybe or we're working on maybe doing one of those here soon. So. I love it. I had to ask cause I, I'm just so impressed when I go and I, I thought you had mentioned you went to the game. So man, it's just, yeah. it's just awesome over there. So good to hear your, well, uh, see, your for me, it's a, for me, it's a big feat. I live South of Youngstown. So it is like almost two hours to get to Cleveland for me. So it, it's, it's gotta be, either uh a a weekend or b uh something that i'm like i need to go see this so we went um for a buddy's birthday uh like i said i think it was actually it was right around that weekend of, of halloween where it was a sunday night i think monday was halloween where they played the Bengals, and then they played again on wednesday i had a buddy that went up he was it was his birthday weekend we went up on Sunday. He went to the Bengals because he's a Bengals fan. He went to the Bengals game on Monday and got a hotel and stayed until Wednesday wow. and just like stayed up there like for the weekend, basically. And, and uh, had a, a residence. Basically, he went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But yeah, for me, it's a, it's a big trek. It's a big drive. So we, uh, we we don't make it too often. But when we do, we we make sure that we try to get up there. So. Next time I'm up there, if you, if I uh, if I do go to a game, I'll let you know, and we'll try to we'll try to make a meetup. So, hell yeah! And who says no one vacations in Cleveland? Case in point, your buddy. So yeah, everyone, absolutely. Everyone can back off with those comments. Yeah, right. <laughs> we go to the you know it's the Cleve. That's what that's what you do for Thirty Rock fans. You go to the Cleve if you want to get out of town. So <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, that's going to be it for me, uh, for Seth, for the Cavs cast. Uh, that'll be it for us tonight. Uh, like I said, you guys will hear this more than likely tomorrow morning, unless you are still watching on Facebook. Uh, if you do, uh, drop us a comment or a like, and uh, you guys have a great night. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. 
we'll share some stories behind the stories. Some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.